0: We bandy bandied our own, A grain of
1: rice, a, a, a grain of rice, is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayor, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission wants to show to that show we're you know. no longer the whipping boys of Munster. <laughs>
0: Hi folks out there in Podcast Land. You're very welcome to the Irish Examiners twenty nineteen uh, championship podcast here at the midway point in the season, I suppose, even though a bit scary. I think there's only but seven hurling matches left um for us. We've we've had a feast. Um seven well, I'm not discounting now the, the lower tier ones, obviously there's a few of them to come but um seven majors I think to come so which is it's a funny one, isn't it? To yeah, it cause fr-
2: it's frightening, Delo. Like I we was counting this morning. I think we have nine weeks to the final. Like, we are kind of planning your route and planning your matches, like you know what I mean. So, it's kind of come thick and fast for the last couple of weeks. And then we get a bit of a bit of a break for a fortnight, and then we kind of go again. And then every couple of weeks in July. So it's
0: yeah. Should 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 have said initially we're joined. is to be joined by as Mihala merhartik used to describe him. Ken Hogan from Lara <laughs> <laughs> today uh, a lot of goalies in the room Michael Michael Moynihan's here as well and Larry's here we're just we have to just after realising there's two tip lads in the room this morning it's probably a, a, a reflection on the way the championship is going so far so Ken uh, yeah be. funny that the Hurling is nearly you know down to provincial yeah, it's, finals it's hard then. to
3: believe that we're not playing next Sunday there's no match next Sunday I was looking at the Sunday game last night and it's all football next on the starting with the Munster football final. So uh, it gives us a chance though, to whet the appetites, you know, and try and get a few tickets for Gaelic Grounds, get a few good tickets. Because up to now, we were buying them in Cintra and Super Value. Now the situation will be arising that people will be getting choosy and they'll want to get the tickets. And, of course, Limerick can be a huge following. And if if I be honest, uh, Anthony, I'd say Limerick were easily, probably the majority of the supporters there yesterday, whether they had bought him six weeks ago, four weeks ago, two weeks ago, but there's a huge hunger still in Limerick for success.
0: It's just a pity maybe it wasn't there with the team, Ken, uh, yesterday. You know, uh, as a Clare man, having to do my duty uh, before the Connacht football final in Salt Hill. um, you know, I was praying for a Limerick win, obviously, hoping that Clare would do the business. Uh, Michael, you were in Cusack Park?
1: I was, uh, uh, Anthony, and can I just... Thank you very much for your breakfast recommendations in Ennis and Clarecastle. No nice cafes recommended. Couldn't blagard the rest of the cafes. Moyenhan walks around Ennis with his stomach stuck to his backbone anyway. But um, yeah, it was a good game. Good game. But I have to say before I go any further, there was a burst of rain and thunder and lightning in the second half and I never saw anything like it. You could literally barely see the other side of the field. Um, it was did you win in Ireland in one of those final no we, la- we lost that one, you lost that one. The, the rain coming down next day oh, sorry right? about uh, 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 um, that. Was, that was during the middle of your famine or one, one, one of them um, which uh, I I only saw Limerick Tip on the Sunday game so I couldn't judge it but like, definitely Cork and Clare was you know kind of cranky and good scores and fellas really horsing into it and you know you could see Cork were there to win as well it wasn't like we'll depend on Tip to do us a favour but um not was a, a very good game, no, in fairness. Yeah,
0: just, I suppose just sticking with that for a minute, I suppose, Ken, you, you were in Torless, but uh, I, and again, I, I was obviously at Salt Hill for the Connacht Football Final, um, but only watched the Sunday game, like, um, and, like, you'd have to say that Cork didn't know that what was going to happen in Innes. On all known form, Cork were going to come up and beat cleared the way Clare were hurling, but, like, in, de- in that sense... Uh, funny one for Cork isn't it where they're at like they misperformed the first day now Tipper are playing very well but a little bit of you know couldn't get the job done yesterday they're true fair enough but yeah. if you were John Myler now you know as an ex-manager
3: yeah John like he mentioned yesterday I suppose you know he was when you were interviewed after the match he said look at we're third place we've gone through I met Donald O'Grady yesterday as well and typical Donald he was very smart to say that's the place to come in Ken number three and I suppose from everybody's point of view like in Taurus yesterday you since like that Limerick and Tip were sort of looking at one another what are we going to do here are we going to go at it are we going to drive at it and uh, there was a little bit of tension between the teams I felt both teams obviously Liam Sheedy like you know everything is off the cuff honesty f- you know fervour uh, we- winning is a habit that's the way he'd be looking ahead, and that's the way Tip uh, set out their, their stall but from everybody's perspective, the Clare game, like Saturday night gave Clare hope, you know, Dublin winning in Parnell Park, what happened down in Wexford Park. And then it was mentioned, which should be mentioned as well, Clare Miners, who I liked uh, that day in Innes, came out and had a huge win against Cork and knocked Cork out of the Minor Championship. So all those things culminated in a huge boost for Clare coming onto the pitch and saying, let's get at Cork. And Cork weren't, weren't to know that, that Obviously, they were hoping Limerick would do the job in Turles. It didn't happen, and that's a huge disappointment, I'm sure, down in Clare. There'll be regrets there like Tip had regrets last year. Mm -hmm. So, at the end of the day, you've got to put your best foot forward, and I think um, Tip have done that so far, you know, from the point of view of that winning mentality. How far that brings you later on in the year at the business end,
1: we'll see. Just before we move on, actually, that's a good point from Ken, because the minor match... You know, it was very good. Like Clare were well on top. Cork got two goals, and it was you know hammering tongues. And actually, I think the atmosphere really changed when Clare got the late winner. There was a real high, and I think the Clare, the senior team, whatever effect it had in, them in the dressing room. Certainly, when they came out, I'd say they probably fed off that. That there was a real feel good vibe in the stadium on the back of that win, which was which was a terrific win, in fairness.
2: I know, Dale, You say about playing, actually finishing third place is probably the place to be. But I'd say if you're, you know, looking at it, I think Cork still behind it all. Would have loved to have got the Munster final. They've won it for the last two years, and you don't get too many chances to win three months in a row. And I think from the point of view of that, uh, you know, as well as you know, I suppose losing the match yesterday, but I suppose over the next couple of days they'll 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 move on from from and they'll they'll reassess and they'll say, well, maybe third place isn't a isn't a bad place to be." But I've I've noticed yesterday they went up looking at trying to win the match and looking at getting to the Munster final because still it, it would have been a it, it been in Cork as well. You know what I mean? Would have been a lift for if they were playing Tip in the Munster I, final. it Would have been in Cork. Would have been a chance to, you know, even though they might be playing them again later on in the year. I still think that they went up to to try to win uh, to win that game.
0: I yeah, hear you totally. Like, mm. and that will be our way of thinking. All of us in the room, including you, Larry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Three Munster finals in a row. When you, Jimmy Dyle <laughs> was playing the last one. But uh, no, like. I wonder though is that the modern days fellow? Is he, is that his way of thinking? Do you know? He looked at last year, I suppose, with the, uh, is winning another monster any good to Cork? now
2: Well, it would have been just to get to the final would have been a huge occasion again. I think, I think, I think you know, I wouldn't underestimate the value of getting of playing in a monster final. Uh, you know, you win that, you're in. You're just one game away from the final, and it's you know, you're you're you're. You're back a small bit, no, you're not sure you're going to preliminary quarter final, you'll probably win that, and then you have a quarter final against the losers of Leinster from a, a Cork point of view. You know. That's not going to be easy, even though it'll probably be in Thurles, which will be But fine. the other way uh,
0: let's say it hasn't worked for the last couple of years. No, that's fine. But and, they, I like. and they haven't made the final yeah. and so maybe I thought could just be a crack on Twitter last night with a few lads like about uh, yeah. like Claire still out so I I couldn't be saying too much back. But uh, you know, I said the change of route might suit you. You know, yeah,
2: I suppose it, it, it remains to be seen. You know, in, but I still think the mentality would have been that they would have went out to win. like they needed. They couldn't. They couldn't uh, take a chance on yesterday's result that Limerick were going to be tipped. So I suppose that that was the main thing. They went out. Did it, they Did go up to win the game? There was no shadow boxing. There was no. Uh, we'll take. You know, we're okay here. Like I think Limerick were very comfortable yesterday. They knew they were in the monster final. Door. They were qualified no matter what. And I think the edge wasn't in their game yesterday compared to what was there the week before. I think they got to a huge high against Clare because that was. Th- you know, double or bust really for them. You know, they were, if they lost, they were out. Whereas yesterday, they, didn't. they knew they were, they, were in, they were in, they were qualified. And that, that little edge was, was often a small bit. There was a muted
3: atmosphere in Torres yesterday. And, and I'd say primarily because Limerick never got going. They never got going to the pitch of the game like they're normally accustomed to. Now you have a situation of John Kiley, you know, he's achieved national titles, you know, all-Irelands and national leagues. He hasn't oh, won that sure, elusive yeah. Munster medal. So it's going to be Limerick, all guns blazing, in Gaelic Crowns. And I think that's a good thing for Hurland and it's a good thing for Tip because Tip are going to be really tested now to the core. And yesterday was a tight, hard game which was no harm for Tip either because um, up to this we had got the the run of the ball, we had got the breaks and we had been well in control in all our games, yesterday it didn't start like that, Tip didn't score for 10 minutes remember, mm. you know and we were glad to get that free early on when John McGrath was pulled down and Shamey slapped the pint over, one pint, settled the team down and things got working from that point of view and of course the injury toll in Tip is taking its uh, measure now because of the fact that we're a bit despondent, you mentioned Laura, we we're very yeah. despondent in Laura antibury today, hopefully Bonner it won't be as serious as is first thought but it doesn't look too healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I was just saying a shout out in the canteen there, like, he seemed to be back to his very best as well, Do you know, in the last couple of years. I actually, in a piece of analysis there last week, I shot a goal he got against Clare in 2-11, and a similar one only last week, like, uh, two weeks ago. Um, and he really looked to me to be, and then you were just telling me, fitness-wise.
3: Yeah, he's winning all the fitness tests, even the young fellas, the young snappers are coming in. But he has epitomised everything that's good about tip this year in the fact that he's led from the front, you know, a a renewed zest for hurling, taking on the defences. And yesterday when we were struggling, he was the guy that was the go-to man winning hard ball. And Dermot Bourne, he curtailed Dermot Burns because Dermot Burns, as you well know, is well-known for moving up the pitch. And it was funny enough, immediately after Bonner going off, Dermot Bourne scored a classic point where he dodged the ball over a guy's head and slapped it over the bar. So from that perspective, all those... Little things, all these measure up with players, has got to be assessed again and reassessed with Tip.
0: And is there a worry then, uh, Ken, just sticking with the Tip t- t- team, because you deserve to be talked first and foremost about after winning all your games in that like Carl Barrett? I presume that was maybe just a twinge or that of the hamstring, and they said, Look, we're true, let's take him off. But is there a worry that there hasn't been enough guys kind of tested in other games? Like, you know, I know, I know Jake Morris got a start yesterday. Yeah, and he got
3: 60 minutes, which was great for him to get. Like, he's only a kid. At the end of the day, he's only a kid. He won an All-Ireland or he won last year at 18 years of age. So he's getting to the pitch of it. Mark, Mark Kehoe came in, which we we're waiting, we we're waiting. But Mark had had, had a few serious uh, injuries in training as well, just a few setbacks. Um, when you talk about the substitutes, like Sean O'Brien came in, did very well yesterday. Alan Flynn, Barry Heffernan didn't come in yesterday. Seamus Kennedy was on the sideline going to come in when Brendan Macker got injured. We had a big uh, deluge of breath there for that point of view as well when Brendan got injured, but Brendan thankfully uh, got back up in it. It's maybe up front where we have to go to men. Now there is one, of course, guy who played so well against Cork Michael and that was Niall O'Mara. Niall, unfortunately, pulled the hamstring uh, in preparation for the, the Waterford game. So he's been out since and he's been hurling up a storm and he seems a likely replacement if Bonner is for not Bonner. going to play. Yeah, yeah, okay,
0: okay. Yeah, just... um. You Know, um, I did the good old soldier here with my piece uh, for last Saturday and sent in an early copy, uh, as as Colin would call it there. I, I don't it's journalistic uh stuff, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I hadn't the Limerick team at that stage, yeah. and uh, what I will say is, Mike, you know, I, I would have just changed uh my prediction, like if would leaving the hurler of the year, the captain, the, the number one candidate for hurler of the year in some ways, in Gerard Hagerty out of the yeah. team and Graham like, did i got to throw it out there straight out because I believe this to be the case I might be well wrong and I was told I was wrong by Derek McGrath and Joanne Cantwell live on air yesterday actually but I, I think John Cuydy was after that third place spot again I think he thought Cork would turn over um, No, he's entitled to test his panel Claire can have no complaints like I'm not complaining you're beating 18 points by Limerick you're beating 13 by Cork you can't complain but at the same time I still thought there were four absolute key guys now. As you said, the way it's after panning out now, he's in the Monster final, it's in Limerick. He won't be wanting to lose it now.
2: Yeah, I'd say back to the point I was making earlier on. I'd say he knew that, you know, he had he was able to do it. He was had he had the he had the time, he had the game, he knew they were qualified. Um and I suppose there's nothing better. If you can rotate your panel and throw three or four guys in there, give them a chance. That's still probably the worry the worry maybe going forward with Tip. Is that you know they seem to be picking the same 21 or 15 to 21 all the time? Is he giving those fellas a chance? And you pick up one or two injuries, and all of a sudden you're looking over at your bench. You know you lose Bonnermar. You have to you know have to start Dan McCormack or Nilo O'Mara. Guys, that would have been you have say well maybe they'll come on or they'll part of the squad. So. I think it's an ideal time for Limerick yesterday. They looked to throw and throw in the guys. You know he rested he- Hegarty rested Keane Lynch. You know Declan Hannan was was not in the twenty six. You know we hear all the talk about how strong their panel is, but uh, I just think yesterday I just think the edge was off them. It just it looked at from watching the match. You know the cutting trust that they brought and the edge that they brought to the game the previous week against Clare. You know they didn't need to do it. They were they had they had they had done their job the week before, and I think he was able to do it. And he think he I think he looked yesterday to see. What's his next three or four guys against Tip? He kind of bit of a judgment and say, Well, how do they do? You know, it's a, it's a good chance for him to say, Can well, you switch I'll it on and switch guys. it off don't oh, you. Sure. Can you switch
3: it on and switch it off? I think they're a very like experienced team,
2: heavy. Ken. I think they're in a good place now. I think mm-hmm. they're coming in, they've two weeks to get it right again, they're going to the monster final. You know, it's they have the Munster medal between them, so I don't think if they so they're gonna look at it's in the Gaelic grounds. Mm-hmm. Well some of them might have from two thousand and fourteen, do he might have few. Yeah, yeah. But this team as a, as this group of team yeah. together, you know, I think they'll be making a serious attempt to win that match. It's
1: funny we asked Don Maloney afterwards um, um, saturated to the skin now and kind of looking fairly cross. now he did say it's up to limit to do what they want to do and he did say the road would turn at some stage but I think you summed it up you know if you're in that position where you've been beaten a couple of times do you know it do, it does come across I won't say a sour grace but you're going to grasp it, and you know it's his prerogative and I suppose that's the one thing about a round robin you're always going to have the chance that you'll be looking at the other match and saying if only they had done this and if only they had done that and I mean like it just wheels me back to Clare and the fight they showed you know yesterday and the attitude and just you'd have to ask like where was that against Tip and Nimerick because they wouldn't have been in that position if they'd produced that and I know know that's, that's an easy question to ask because if every you know if we can answer that Everyone would be a great manager, but um, you know it was probably
2: too late at that stage. Was it down to the changes, Dale? Did he picked a different team and the <coughs> like the setup was different? He picked Tony Kelly. We Tony we, we, we yeah. been speaking about it like he played a two men full forward and so you mightn't when you were watching it. He was yeah. the only full forward. Except for O'Donnell. Like, they're I know two extremely dangerous players if they get a the bit space inside there. But maybe the changes that he made was it yeah. was it? But again, you, you, saw, you
1: you've
0: played against you know against Tony or, or managed yeah. against yeah. him or mentored against him often enough to know that... It couldn't be in his kind of DNA to be inside, like he wouldn't really like it, I'd say himself, but I'd say there was a bit of maybe straight talk and this week you'll go wherever you're put and you'll do a job.
2: But it hadn't you know. worked the last couple of weeks. He like, hadn't. Play, you know, no. He'd been going back to you know, playing very deep. You know, if you, as I you say, when you're playing against him and you're mentoring against him, Go back as far as you want because you're you're such yeah. a good player. I'd be delighted to see you go back as far as you can.
0: Yeah, and there's no doubt, like, look, obviously there's no doubt the fight came out. I mean, I, I even tried myself Saturday to stir it up a small bit. Is there anything in you, like, uh, that's a fella's accusing me of being in, uh, writing a team talk. But, you know, I'm wondering with the new system, can... Is it possible like we looked at Tip last year, you know, who had the break? Now obviously Waterford is the counter argument to that, like they didn't bounce at all, like but mm-hmm. look at Tip last year, like they couldn't come out of Munster and then now four from four. Like is it difficult to be, you know, ultra consistent? And we'll go on to Leinster in a minute and we yeah. we can look at that as well, like um do players like how do you marry what the players the player players came up with yesterday? Do you know what I mean? As opposed to being beaten 18 by Limerick. Now Limerick and their day of course are very good and Tip on their day are very good but like can beat Limerick and do you know, like you'd be saying why couldn't we come out and really battle for our lives like where they did yesterday when the gun was to
3: the head. Is that to do with the system? That lads are still struggling with the four matches? I'd say so. Like, I mean, the best 20 minutes I saw this year was Tip and Clare. First 20 minutes is unbelievable stuff. Six points each, you know, and Claire scored four or five points from play, including uh, David Fitzgerald at half back, Podge Collins from the middle of the field, and it was a tremendous game. Didn't tip, got the break, we got the goal. Came to half time, we were six up, right, with a storm. The posts were actually shaking, right, so I wasn't happy. I was actually interviewed, you know, the Clare lads interviewed me at half time and said, geez, six points, I don't know, is that good enough here? The breaking momentum then, and Jason Ford, who would normally pot the pint, hit the post, back to Shamey, top of the net, as you well know, and the rest is history. If those breaks go against you, it knocks the confidence out here. Clear, were under pressure to do well in that game, home game, and it didn't pan out. Tip got a break. I think, you know, when you talk about the system and when you talk about uh, teams, all teams playing here are, you know, have their frailties as well. They have their breaks in confidence. They have... Uh, to, to tried and tested when it comes to the crunch you know you're, you're depending on certain guys to lift the team and Tony Kelly's the go-to player in Clare and it just wasn't working for Tony and I've seen Tony at he broke my heart at one level from that perspective if he's on song Clare on song and that simple criteria was there you said the Mike wasn't it?
2: Oh yeah
1: like he was very good he got two great points and he got the goal which was a classic coming from deep but I mean it's deep inverted commas because you know, I saw him in a couple of games, and he was behind his own forty-five. And you would wonder, should you have an electric wire going across the sixty-five and say, "Look, if you hit, if you feel the zap, go back in, go back in," because he's he's deadly dangerous. And like that was, you're talking about matchups. That was a matchup you didn't want. now, him and Robert Downey, you know, a teenager who's kind of finding his way, and your man just slips him on the blind side. And Kenny
3: were brilliant at that, weren't Kenny were brilliant at picking out oh yeah. the young player, putting Jeff in on top of him, and then the rest of the history. Uh, you know?
1: it, 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 it was so well known, Ken. It was nearly a double insult to the fella you were putting Shefflin on because you were letting everybody know that you taught him the that weakness, he the was the, the weakest, weakling. <laughs> <The> it <weakling. laughs> was a yeah. real kind of, all oh, look, no, here, here comes that. But I mean, yeah. in fairness to Kelly, the goal he got, I thought he was a long way out uh, to beat Nash. I, I was surprised at first that he went for a goal. But, I mean, he, he stuck it. But I mean, when I see the likes of him, Joe Canning and a couple of other fellas, I, I sometimes think, are these guys so good coming all the way up and playing whatever way they want, that it can be hard for them to fit into a system then? For the management to convince them, look, you're better if you play this role. Because it was all the way up. They've been carrying teams at club in nearly minor, under-21 level. I'm not saying they're kind of hard to manage, no, far from it. But I'm just saying, you would say someone like Tony Kelly, you'd want him near the goal at all times if you could. And sure, look, you saw the benefit of it yesterday for Clare.
0: Yeah, and like I, I, again, I, I wouldn't be too sure that... You know, Tony kind of plays, even his club hurling.
2: Free spirit, that's just yeah. the way he yeah. is. Just, just, yeah. just, 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 just go go and play, Tony. Play, go, yeah, go play, yeah. And yeah. I think we're having the structure that you play in this role, and it, it looked at times to be very structured over the last couple of matches, whereas he definitely had more freedom yesterday to go in and go out. You know, and ask questions of the opposition. And Keane Lynch into
3: comes it. into that play as well. Yeah. He's another free spirit, yeah. and you know he's a key component of the Limerick setup because he goes out, he loves his hurling, he'll try something different, he'll flick the ball. And he lifts the crowd. He lifts the crowd like Bobby Ryan used to at Brari, lifting the crowd, doing just one thing that would something, you know, extraordinary. And that's what that's the change and what that's what builds a team up and gives them that little bit of inspiration to move on.
0: And that's where I'd say Kylie like is winning in lots of ways. He's gone through with four points, which is when you think about the Linster situation, we'll talk about that. But do you know he nearly said Paddy Lochlin has come in and done very well. Uh, and he left off to buy his alternative weeks, uh, Burns and Morrissey. Then he could leave out Henan yesterday and nearly say it to the three, right, he's going to be there, he's my man man, and uh, which of the two you are going to be the guy and again at midfield, Darrow Donovan got in for Lynch. We all know Lynch is going to be there. Did he say it to the, you know, I didn't you don't probably have to say it straight out, but like you're an ordinary guy at training there and you're saying it's me or Will I Dunno, if you're Darrow Donovan like you know, and again in the half forward line like, like Shammy Flanagan didn't go well although he was picked at 14 he, he obviously comes out to the wing and they leave the two inside but uh, didn't, didn't go his way like he didn't look like the player of last year I think that's that's, that's what Kylie has like that
3: other other managements don't have but Shammy Flanagan was, was that X factor last year Shammy Flanagan was a very exciting player last year and gave him that little bit, you know, he tried something different, he flicked the ball, he he did the shimmy, he did his hand pass, and either he scored himself or he put some on through, he had a brilliant year last year, playing, but he hasn't hit that form this year, and I'm sure that's a concern for the Limerick camp, you know, like, from their perspective, Peter Casey, brilliant player coming in last year as well, you know, Shane Dowling coming in so he's got to get the mix right and sometimes you know it's not as easy to gel it together as just saying the best 15 go on the pitch and we have 5 brilliant subs to come in it mightn't just work that way and I know the way a lot of people are thinking I mean we were all thinking it and talking about last night and you were discussing on Twitter like you know is it Limerick's once final to win sure if they, if they turn up they're going to win but are Tip going to take that line down either I mean that's not Sheedy's way that's not the way of this tip mantra at the moment. The mentality's strong at the moment, and that's that's a key component of the tips I hope at the moment yeah that's why I think I honestly think John Kiley thought Cork were going to
0: turn over Claire and he'd be hitting the route he went last year, but he's after he's two weeks now to get his thinking changed because whatever both go on half pelt for yesterday, I'm not saying the fellas he put out didn't try hard. You couldn't stop a fellow from trying hard, sure. And oh to no, it was an 30, intense game. People, it was Yeah, an no, it was. Game, yeah. I, I wouldn't take away from that at all, but I mean, you can be sure Declan Hannon will be wearing six, and Keen Lynch will be wearing nine, and D- Gerard Hagerty will be wearing ten or twelve, or you know. So <laughs> that it's not one you control now when you get this far,
2: No, no, it's going to be like when, once you're there, you're you're going to be uh, you're going to all guns blazing to win it because. You know, if you do win it, you have, you have four weeks, even though the past number of years would have said the winners of Munster, like going to the semi-final straight and having that break hasn't done you any good and all the Munster, the Munster champions have been turned over, especially in Cork's case for the last two years. But you do have four weeks to get ready, you know what I mean? So you can afford to, you know, have a bit of time, um, but you won't only go into that quarter-final if you lose, you know, losing a Leinster final or a Munster final you know, can be difficult to get over. It'll take three or four days. And all of a sudden, you've got to get your head around. You've got a team coming through who are probably wounded and hurt and have a game under their belt. So you can see the benefits of the third place. There's no doubt about it. But I think that Limerick now at this stage, uh, I think it's it's made it's, it's made for a great final. I think Limerick and Tip in in, in the Gaelic rounds. I think Tipper, as Ken said, I think their mentality is really strong. He's 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 driving the bus. Uh, you know, going one way. They're not they're taking no step back. You know, and they're you know they're. In, during two games away from playing an All Ireland final, like in compared to where they were last year, that's a that's a that's a huge turnaround.
0: Yeah, I'm obviously sad that uh, the banner are not there, but uh, I think it's bubbling up into what could be an absolute yeah. classic finish yeah. to the yeah. season. Like you look at the games to come, and like Pat Spillane, I suppose accused us of being cheerleaders uh, for hurling, like uh, that we don't ever see a bad game, and I think the football lads have adopted that this year, but. Um, like, you, people are voting with their feet as well, aren't they? Look at the crowd in Torles yesterday for effectively a dead rubber. Mm, yeah. Do you know? And the crowd in Innes. And uh, I was in Parnell Saturday night. And, and and just to see the scenes from Wexford Park also, like, people are really enthralled with the system. you would have to say it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's something I mentioned this morning, with all due respect, you know, with the Torlis, which we all love going to, I think, going to places place like Guinness, Waterford, I know, Wexford is hosted. But, like, having the big game in a smaller place... Also, it's a more, you know, it's a special atmosphere. Like, Ennis was great you now yesterday morning. There was tons of Cork people, loads of Clare people. You know, a real buzz. I was down for the last Waterford match, and even though they were kind of on a downer, it was still a different dynamic and a different vibe, and fellas were enjoying it. And, you know, coming up the road to the match, and it's a big game with all the paraphernalia. I, I think that has been the big, the big success, if you like, has been bringing, bringing the big show on the road and giving different places, not just economically, but just giving the whole thing a buzz and a visibility that it hasn't had. And as I say, look, you know, tourists we all love going there, like the Gaelic grounds, maybe not so much for reasons of access, and of course, Parky Cave. we'll just move on rapidly. But like, it is great, you know, to see that. And Parnell Park would be kind of part of that, you know what I mean? It would be that kind of, it's a small ground, so it's like a private party, rather than being lost in Crow Park. It is like having it in a little town all to itself.
3: The funny thing about it was, you know, Ennis was going to be packed with Tip and Clear. You won't get in. There was a few tickets hanging around. There was a few tickets hanging around Wexford Park Saturday night, but Parnell Park seemingly a lot of people were left outside. Didn't get into Parnell Park for the Galway double match, mm. and it's a good thing. It's just tough on the poor people that didn't get in. But it's a great, it's a great to see Parnell heaving like you know. Fantastic. Yeah, I just put, took a picture, I,
0: I I didn't even have a ticket going up now, I have to say, it, but I met the great Tom Ryan from the FINA, so <laughs> he said, come on, he says, you so got me a primed seat, I have to say, in the middle of the stand, and uh, I just took a picture and said, the nail is bouncing, and that's the feeling you got off it, like, because mm. Gerard know as good as I would that you know, they don't have the major support of the Hill 16 uh, guys, I'd say, you know, let, let's say the fellas that, you know, there could be a Daily Mount Friday night they go to yeah. Croker Sunday, whatever you want, call, you want to call them, day trippers, like, right? But there is a hardcore Dublin support, hurling sport, and they are more suited to parallel in because they will bring that sort of a Dublin atmosphere. It was a fantastic atmosphere there, like.
2: Yeah, it looked like, again, watching on the TV, it's, it's, like it's, it's, a, it's, it's a real fortress for Dublin. Like, you know, when you don't have <clears throat> the numbers that the footballers have, you know the footballers go, like would play no match in Parnell Park. They're going to into Crow Park every single time, um, and, and like that that is their fortress. That's their home. That's their that's where they know that they're very very hard to beat. And uh, you know as you said, the the diehard core Dublin people or Dublin's hurling supporters, like, you know they 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 have a different step when they're going into into Parnell. They know that they're very hard to beat. They know that the other teams more or less don't want to be going in there. You know the other teams psychologically hate playing in Parnell Park. So like I think the way the draw fell for them this year. To, you know They had the two home games They had Wexford at home And Galway at home And coming down to the last match You knew they had a the right chance They knew they were right there I And
3: mean, I not know knew that too In fairness to me He put Canning on the subs He knew I might need Joe here tonight And he had to introduce him And it's just at the other end They leaked a couple of goals and, you know, it's just amazing how things happen. A, a perfect shoulder from Dye Burke put Chris Crummy straight through. You know, usually he'd hit him and he'd be gone back out. But it actually put him at a different angle straight through and left Lee uh, Colin Callum with no chance for a great goal, you know. Yeah, it was a, right from the get-go, you sensed that there was something possible
0: there. And uh pick out, uh, it's very hard now because I didn't see the replay, I was there. But Ellen Nolan came out and sickened Brian Conkennen. Goalie's club here in front of me now, like, uh, <laughs> but like he he actually a lot. Some refs would have given a free that was a, a, a tad late. Now it was only it was very marginal enough. It was late. I'm not saying it was either because in real time, mm. but just as your man was about to play the ball, Nolly came out of the goal, and of course he's a strong lad, like, and met him, and the ball broke and they cleared it down the field, and and like the, the cheer that went up. Like you sensed maybe that. Hey, there could be something on the cards here, like, you know, and... Uh, was it? Can I just go go to the overall thing? Like, I was sitting behind, and there was a lad with uh, headphones on listening to Radio 1. And I said, there's no chance you turn off the headphones and put on the speaker there. And I trying to follow it on Twitter. So, we were sitting there. There was a couple of stewards sitting behind us, and uh, Christy O'Connor was with me. And Christy, being the Galway goalkeeping coach, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't nearly... I was cheering for Dublin, and Christy was cheering for Galway, I suppose. But... Uh, he man put on the the commentary from Radio One from Wexford Park, uh, and uh, like it reminded me like nearly of going way back was it Man City Man United the Aguero moment yeah. like uh, it was ferocious drama wasn't it It's one of the things that the the new system does bring us.
1: I'm glad to hear that because the way we were talking about Limerick Tip was like West Germany and Austria back in 1982 for a while. It was, <laughs> it was. You're showing your age now, Mike.
3: To play it for nil, I take it, Mike, today. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm
0: not going to be drawn
3: into that debate. now. we're out, and I've got to take it. But uh, I said, it, I said what I had to say yesterday.
0: But wasn't it? Wasn't it a ferocious trambulance?
3: Absolutely fantastic, and you know, it set up the whole weekend. You know both games on Saturday and the crowds and the pitch afterwards and uh, particularly Wexford Park, the drama of the guys and you mentioned West Germany, like I said that just in the canteen tea there, like Owen Murphy was taking the free, he was going to take a quick one. Next thing we, this is about three So minutes, you three had the, you're adhering to this theory, Ken Hogan. <laughs> so he walked around in a circle for a while and then he took the free, then Wexford won the free and Mark Fanning came out to take it fast and then someone, obviously he got some signal from somewhere because he walked around a big long circle and uh, fair play to Fergal Horgan. you know he did a fantastic job in the game I think he made the game because the physical exchanges were absolutely brutal and uh, what a game you know played from the heart we talk about systems Dalo, but systems without the window in a lot of ways and in fairness to Wexford you know they have their little system and obviously D uh, played fantastic stuff in the middle of the field you know five points from play but overall Porrick Walsh's point you know when he caught it going backwards Went forward, took the return pass uh, from uh, Joey Holden, and a fantastic score, a real Walsh score, a real Walsh family score to lift the whole thing. But overall, in the context of 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 Dublin winning and Wexford and and Kilkenny being a draw, and Cody and Fitzy, there they're nearly absolutely going to kiss each other at one stage. You know, it seemed at the end of the game, but there's going to be another story to that. There's going to be another twist to the tale. Wexford have been coming. It's their third year in the making. The O'Connor's are coming through. Lee Chin is playing at his best. And if any time Wexford have a chance to win a Mr Championship, this is the one and get through to an the semi-final. Yeah. Um,
0: it was amazing. I just, I, I again, know because I was in Parnell, I only got this really see, but you see so much on social media now anyway. I'd seen this Fitzy and Matthew O'Hanlon exchange. So, is it a draw? But your suggestion... Here might be that one of the umpires had the commentary on from Parnell Park for <laughs> Mark Fanning and for Owen Murphy to take your time with the puck out. Dublin are
3: leading here, kid, we're through. <laughs> well, there has been runnings during the year that, the, that even the goalkeepers are might, you know, <laughs> because they dictate everything. It wouldn't have happened in Jeremiah's time anyway, because I often said to Baz, what do I do with the ball? He says, hit it as far as you can and make sure it doesn't come back. So um, it's a different system now, but the goal is seem to be cloned into everything nowadays and they know exactly what's going on. And there was a noted catching wing-back, you will be avoiding him
0: all the time. <laughs> I know there's just an awful lot of it just come down top of me, Joe.
2: You saw us have to the update. Come on, hit it down on top of me. The Babs
3: was noted for that which tape. You know, if he was trying out a young fella, he'd go down to the opposition goalkeeper. Kevin Finley actually was a culprit. And he'd say, hit it down on top of that fella. We'll see what he's like. Because he'd be giving Finley a winner for the following Wednesday in Gorham Park anyway. So that's the way it worked out for that time of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. a former Cork goalie uh, came in after you, there, He'll remain nameless. But uh, <laughs> he, he started to reveal to me last week that remember the has been taken out of the Cork goal there? Last year in the most of the, the, the final, yeah. <laughs> That he may have had some <laughs> little heart but the lad that did it couldn't shut up about it. Had to have one of his mates fill him in it who put it on a WhatsApp thing or whatever, but it's brilliant like keep keepers are you're a unique breed, I'll give you that anyway. I think you should all be like uh, like it should be like military service years ago. You should all be made to do a year a corner back.
2: I don't mention the balls in the Forget bucket of water, you know. Forgetting him to admit to that now, Dela, you've done well.
1: She's, how how do you follow that? <laughs> A year's penal servitude <laughs> at wing at wingback chase and some some nineteen year old around the place. Um, but like it's funny. I just that's the opposite side, the danger of a dead rubber. But that's the opposite side of the of the system that you can have it literally going minute by minute, etc. But I actually thought yesterday actually in Cusack Park, I thought I saw one of the Cork mentors go out and obviously pass on some signal when Patrick Horgan had a free later on, and you'd wonder if the message was different. Would well, he have maybe gone for a goal? Or whatever you know. At that stage, the 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 deal was done. Uh, if you pardon the expression, <laughs> <laughs> so i just trying to feed your paranoia. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, look, like it's unbelievable drama. I mean, even on the Sunday game, I think last night did they have it kind of going, they were going simultaneously? simultaneously yeah, like so, yeah. you know, like everyone makes out oh, 'cause because it just adds. It just makes it a fantastic, and it, it teed up Sunday then as well, if you like.
0: Yeah, like uh, as a tough weekend to me now. I'm going to say it straight out. I might enjoy this evening, I think, have that feeling over me, but uh, um, I hadn't eaten for four days because I had to sit down beside the new slimline Derek McGrath in the studio. And uh, someone arrived with pizzas <laughs> in, uh, in Salt Hill uh, in the little cubby hall of a hut we had. And I was wondering right way, Tomás, I so wasn't taking much notice of the drama unfolding on Turles in front of us on the screen. But, of course, he was filming me tune uh, pizza and uh, something like uh, 2,000 likes on it. Last time I checked... Uh, <laughs> I squirted him with water just before he went down the air. Then I was going to—I don't think John Cantwell was too impressed, but. Uh, what yeah, everything went you? against me there uh, again, and awful i <laughs> there. The <laughs> it was Papa, Papa John's. Yeah. Yeah, Super <laughs> Mac could be disgusted with me, maybe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I like his pizzas too. You
0: know.
1: Yeah. know? <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: Super Mac, I like your
0: pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> but like on that, like, and we, and we just to look at that, like, I—I—I I, I, I was. Fellas had a go up me now again on this but if I was looking at this call two weeks ago, I was in Salt Hill three weeks ago now and they were abysmal against Wexford. They should have been beaten, tell you the truth, like they were abysmal now, and it was a poor match as well. And they went off to Carton House and had a great weekend now, you know. Um they worked on tactics, worked on lifting the spirit where they were at, and they went down into Nolan Park and produced a huge one. When in actual fact they didn't need talking, you know, if you thought about it all you needed to do was beat Dublin and I thought they were that bit flat tired looking there wasn't the life in them when you think about Dublin like they had played Wexford and Kilkenny they had Carlow they won that by 10 11 points yeah. and then did a week off so lads like Keeney Rush fellas like that were fresher they were they were really ready knowing their season came down to this game where I thought not taking away from Dublin no one iota because they were so powerful on the night like I have to say it was a magic night to be there um, I suppose having not been involved you'd be hoping they'd win and 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 you, you would get sucked into the atmosphere then. But did Galway get it wrong really? Like they could be gone if they if they totally focused on Parnell Park, they were ahead of Galway or ahead of Dublin on the head to head. And you know that was job done sorta of for him then he'd be true whether he'd been in the Leinster final or not. Probably wouldn't be, but he'd be true and with Canning coming back So did he mismanage it a small bit? Now Michal has won the first All Ireland in 17 that they once won since Sir Farris time so yeah. I've won all Ireland as manager and had a good few goals at it like, so I'm not going to be having a go at Michal who he's a top bloke as well as a top manager but if you thought back on it now did, if he got his chance over would he have kept Carton House maybe for later on the year and gone down to Kilkenny and maybe yeah. not win you would be trying to win always of course
3: but not put as much emphasis on it and really go savage for Saturday night Well, it's easy to be wise in hindsight, I suppose, one. But the big thing, I suppose, that I took from the Galway situation was even their National League performances. Like, to draw with Carlo, with all due respect to Carlo, and Bonner, a great friend of mine, fair play to him. Like, he's got the very best out of that group of players. But to draw with Carlo, you know, every National League game you played in your life, you never went out to play poorly. You went out to... to, prove a pint and some of those National League games were even tougher maybe than Championship games because it was a bit darker and you got stuck in and you got away with things that you wouldn't get away with maybe in a Championship match you know in the so from that perspective the Carlo Din victory they only won by 6 points lads do you know what I mean 5-6 points struggled to win 124-118 to 118. you'd be expecting the Galway forward line even without Joe yeah, to be potent, Connor Whelan's, Connor, you know, all the guys that are, are playing there, Jason Flins, you know, really flamboyant players. And, you Con know, Cannon, you're expecting them to bury four or five because, you know, you see different teams, that's the ruthless streak that's there. They score four or five goals, which puts daylight between the teams and gets that maybe 12, 15 point victory. Ultimately, like God, we went down on score difference. You know, everybody finished in five points. And, I can't fault I Michal mean, who like they went down Kilkenny and won. Obviously there was great you know for Oren Galway from the point of view of oh GG beat Kilkenny that's the shot that's the one that's the one. But Michal knew perfectly well what was going to happen in Parnell Park. You since the, going up to Parnell Park you didn't go up for the for the Lark uh, Dalo. you went up sensing to something going to happen here and they knew they were in for but Dahi Bork, the you know the All-Iron Club campaigns with and particularly, you know, it was a bad defeat for, you know, St. Thomas's on the day that just didn't do well. Finton Burke got crucified as well. It was just a bad day out for him. I'm sure it took the wings out of sails of the St. Thomas's lads. Connor Coney not getting back into the team, in the team, off the team. And particularly from the point of view of Dahi Burke. Jesus, what a. I think he's three, three in a row, has he, full Four back? In Four in a row. What, you know, what a man. I just think, you know, Eamon Dillon took him. He saw, looked him in the eyes, took him on. That wasn't the Dottie Burke we've seen in the last three or four years. And, you know, fair play to Dylan, straight line, straight through, great goal. And then we're consoling ourselves a bit in Clare uh,
0: today, uh, Ken, that our minors are true to the Munster final. And, and uh, one of our own lads as well, we're consoling ourselves in Clarecastle as well. We have the captain, uh, and King Galvin, a great lad. But they have been in something like five or less, seven or less of the last seven of Ireland minor finals, like, and... In the league, well, it was very—we commented on that year after the league, didn't we? You'd
2: Did wonder where they like have yeah. the, what's what's coming through. You know, they got the all Ireland. You know, last year's under twenty-one uh, team as well was highly regarded, and they're finding it hard to make the breakthrough. You know, I think he went to look in the league to look to try find a few, but I don't think in the end of it he didn't find too many too many players. And uh, like their form all year was very inconsistent; they were up and down all year long. Um, and I think you know you go back to your Carton House scenario in planning. I think he would have thought he would have expected halfway through the season. We probably have to book Carton House quite a bit out. Yeah. You know to be able to book that to you know at the midpoint of their season, they're going to have a break. Or we got even some Spanish they, point or they, they, But they probably would have thought at that stage they would have had four points. You know, the Car- Carlo and and the, the two home games, mm-hmm. Carlo and Wexford, they had four. They'd be nearly there. And I think going down to Wexford, as you say, or going down to no, no, Nolan Park. First time that Kilkenny were beaten at home in 80 years, whatever it was. Like, that's, a, that's a fantastic, that's a great result. Um, but I suppose, again, it's in hindsight, he would have known. I have no doubt he would have known from, from past that going up to Parnell Park was going to be easy. But the way it felt for Dublin was brilliant. They had their week off. Galway were up there to be knocked at. You know, it's, it's a bit like Limerick. You're up there, very hard to do it two weeks in a row. And I think that, uh, you know, they, they, they just. But in fairness to Dublin, I, you know, it wouldn't have happened unless Dublin played really well. You know, they, and by all accounts you were there, they said they really did. And they, you know, they've they've been developing and they've been building and building and you know, it's it's the it's the one place that uh, you know, people don't want to go to play Dublin. The challenge for me is when they step up now, they go into the quarterfinals, whatever they're gonna be going to Torles or they're gonna be going to Limerick or where McCrow Park, whatever it is, you know, that's 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 a that's a bigger challenge and that's the ones they'll have to face.
1: It's funny what Ken was saying about the i quite agree with it, because I just think he's just a horse of a man. When he's not Quiet attitude say do you know what's going on but it's funny Anthony you were saying they look a bit leggy or a small bit dead and it's funny if you go back a couple of years ago when they won the All-Ireland they had this famous Lucas the strength and conditioning guru and everyone in tip was broken hearted that he was gone because look at the size of Conor Wheel and all this kind of stuff so it's funny how the fashion turns around No, no, they look a bit off the pace in terms of conditioning whether they are or not and it's funny that a couple of years ago no one no one was fitter and stronger than them in the perception out there, do you know what I mean? And now Dublin look; geez, Dublin looked physically well able for them uh, Saturday night. It certainly looked like they weren't kind of conceding anything, kind of hiding away.
0: Yeah, and just go back to the dubs, I suppose. Yeah, it's Galway's are gone. It's hard, like, there's two teams through in Munster on four points, Galway are gone on five points. It's a hard one to swallow in, in some ways, like, aren't they, if you're Galway around Salt Hill now yesterday? And sure that'd be, you know, I know Salt Hill is a good football club, but you a lot of the city lads and there'll be Hurland lads and they were just, you know, coming away like they were saying, You're you're out on four at least. We we got five and we're out, and, and there's two teams in Munster gone through. But that's just the system. There's nothing much we can we can do about that. And I suppose with due respect to Carlo, if there is a weaker team in Leinster you're probably likely to get that two points in, in your bag. But to go back to the dubs, say you know you're on about a certain condition a huge one and I thought he was effective against Kilkenny um, was Jonathan Glenn do you know and like what a jo- what a captain Chris Crummy has become, Joe. You, you you might have met him, Captain. I don't, I'm not sure. now. Yeah,
2: we he came in, we we brought him in, and he was. Yeah, he, yeah he he had had him, you had not quite yeah. getting in when yeah. he was there, and you yeah. knew he was gonna. He was gonna come in through. Like yeah, they've been coming through for a number of years, you know. And uh, like Crummy is six foot seven; he's a huge man, you know. Like you stand, he's a huge physical presence and everything. And, and uh, <clears throat> he's real has developed into one of the real leaders of the team. And you know, as you say, when he took on Johnny Lynn and he beat him and he finished up been been turned for the penalty and then getting a goal and you're saying you know where's half back play here like you're going you know he's up at the other end of the pitch but they do, you know, there's a few guys, in, as you know, Dale in Dublin, <clears throat> that he's developed now into, into one of the leaders of the leaders of the group. You see all the photographs in the last couple of days, he's the guy that's been putting the hands up, like, you know, I think he's developed into a into a really, really very good wing-back, like, you know, played against him this year in the Fitzgibbon, you know, he was playing with DCU from wing-back, <clears throat> and I think he's... he's Puck it down leader. the other wing. Puck it <laughs> down, well, just your <laughs> folio under the wing, so you couldn't, you had to be careful as <laughs> yeah, to where you yeah. were going, you know, so, um, but he's developed, he's long-range striking, you know, he's just developed into a very good player, very good leader, very good strong mentally. He's good guy you know what I mean I think he's he's uh, you know he be he epitomises right at the moment you
0: know. yeah, and I think uh, you know you touched on a kin as well and uh, a huge blow obviously will be on O'Donnell going with the hamstring early how serious that is that uh, you know he was he came around by the stand as you have to and Parnell as you know and twas all ice and bandages anyway and it's all uh, they'll be praying that with a bit of a break that they might able to get through yeah there's, and, a,
2: there's a bit of a history there that he has a kind of he's suffered from hamstrings or like he has explosive power off like from in speed, like, you know, that's you know, we put him in full back for probably even for that reason that he was that he's so good coming out to the ball. But he uh, he does suffer a bit from the hamstrings because uh, over the years he's had a few niggly injuries with him. But you'd be hoping that he'd become right for the next day that, because he's a huge part of the team. He's the best full-back in the country to me this year.
0: Yeah, and the other one was like and uh, I won't even talk about the Crocs spies now, they did, they did well. Verastoshi in you a row let him hit the freeze. It was a big call out of Matty and he nailed them all. But I, I, Ken mentioned that like when Eamon yeah. Dillon is on a good day like he was certain night, he only wound up at one one, but he set up the penalty with a run in.
2: He was involved in three goals, yeah. yeah. So you know he like was, he know.
0: really you know, I did a piece highlighting how Tip seemed to be every chance to get his thinking green flag, like and Eamon Dillon I thought really troubled Galway in that, you know, he's explosive power as we know on pace, like um and there's a, great word, there's
3: a great word used in hurling parlance, bowled. He's bowled. Oh, he's bold. And he goes at it and he looks you in the eyes, you know, and he, he's, he's not far away from Hanlon's Corner. My wife was born just down the road from Hanlon's Corner, and you know the club. They live and die for They're fairly proud of him, oh, I can God. tell you that much. And he. Uh, he's, he's Yeah, he's <laughs> very. Yeah, I ran around it a good few times. And he is very conscious of the fact that he's representing dim people. And we spoke, you know, about the small hurling community in Dublin, but. Uh, you know do, uh, and I suppose I just thought about there a little break as well these little breaks helped Shane Barrett got back in mm. you know, on an appeal Johnny Hanbury didn't do you know and the Galway full back line were struggling for oxygen there it's the just that John Costello was able to pull off strokes like this can <laughs> well strokes in the Hurling uh, since uh, from that point of view I hope John was a uh, happy man you know he could have had Cormac there I'm sure you would have or, and Gerald loved to have Cormac as well you know you from, the, from that perspective but um Keeney you know his conditioning and you talk about physical strength Michael and mine went on S&C but MC mental strength oh for God's yeah, sake yeah. he just knows he has it he wants it he's a winner all the way that's a huge sign and I remember Cummins being dropped the infamous yeah. situation in 2007 Brendan's best years were then from 2007 until he retired because of the fact you know, he got kicked in the teeth, he went back up and he went back ahead again. Clean sheet for Dublin and a savage pint as well from the half back line. What a lift to the Paranel Park. I'm from sure short was unbelievable. Yeah. And we we'll go I,
0: I didn't see this. I have it Sky Plus, but I didn't get a chance to look at it, Jess. But uh Westward and Kilkenny did would you feel the longer Kilkenny are, are in the competition, the better they're going to get, Mike. You know, the, um that's what I said from the start. I thought they were very vulnerable. And I felt maybe Saturday morning they were the ones that could be caught and they were very nearly, obviously. But the longer they stay in, the guys that are, you know, there could be a series 15 for a finish.
1: Yeah, because something I noticed last year, and I, I spoke to a couple of managers about this, is that it's so accelerated now. If you have a 19 or 20-year-old who comes onto the team, he has four, five championship matches. Whereas Longo, he might be seven years trying to get, you know, the same equivalent experience. Look, someone like Mullen, the goal he got. Just the way, I mean, you were talking, Jarrah. about fellas breaking their wrists with a shot. But I mean, you know, that was a lovely finish. He had your man. He did your man with the eyes, obviously, because yeah. he was gone, the goalkeeper. But a felt like him. What has he learned now in this year? Do you know what I mean? That would have taken probably three years to learn in the old, in the old, old system, and still a couple of years in the old system. So like, they're learning on the hoof. And as you say, I, I don't think any be too kind of. Would we'll be looking forward to facing them, now With you know your man on the sideline. After creating another race of monsters in the
2: jersey, and look at the guys coming back from injury, Michael as well. You know, you've got Killian Buckley who hadn't played for a couple of months, got got you know got fifty minutes under his belt. You know, all the, the goalie Owen Murphy was back, and how important he is to their team. You know, the stronger that they get, like Walter, you know, back, Walter, Walter, Walter yeah. coming back in there, as you say, um, young young Mullen. He'd been taken off in the previous two games, and you know, in a big game where well, you need to well, you need to stand up and be brave. What like take the control for the the pass to from Finley. You know, it was, it was a difficult ball to control. Took the sidestep and a brilliant finish, you know what I mean? So, you'd imagine he's going to get better, you know, and as they go to Crow Park, they're going to be very dangerous.
1: Would
2: you save that one? <sighs> I'm not sure, like, it was a brilliant finish. Like, he really went to the side, he took it, he took it away. As you say, gave him the eyes, broke the wrist into the corner. They're, they're very hard to stop. Kenwood, Kenwood. Ken 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 well, no, I'm more
1: conscious.
3: <laughs> one time we are talking about goalkeeper sales, now we're talking about their puck outs. And in fairness to Fanning, I felt he poked it well enough uh, the commentators felt he didn't poke it well, but Kevin Foley, I felt, should have uh, caught the ball. Yeah. I think it just hopped into his hand, and, he, and unfortunately for Kevin, who had a great game, he dropped it. And then, of course, Finnelly, another guy that only smells goals as well. What a pass. And Mullen, you know, he's come in under Henry Shefflin, completed the leaving cert, won another Ireland club, with, uh, you know, with, with, of course, with Sheff. Sheff will tell you, like, Kilkenny are masters at the underdog. He was saying, "Oh, geez, Bally here Shamrocks were going so bad early on the early rounds of the championship. We were struggling. I was thinking of coming back myself, and then Adrian Mullen came in, and you know, Young Reed came in, and we got it going. And you know, the and now here he is playing at the top level. Which, and he, of course, has come through to Kieran's Nursery as well. So from that perspective, Dalo, you know, uh, don't poke the bear because once they're <laughs> poked, don't do a great Kennedy, I think that'll be a moment in time." <laughs> you know? but,
0: um, yeah, and like a lot of the talk last week was that is TJ better than Henry, wasn't it? It was being turned around there now. There's so many things anyway on various mm-hmm. radio stations and. Obviously pods and and, and uh, Cody know. loved that like you yeah. know. <laughs> and he failed to score
2: from play am right. He don't he don't score from play. He was you know Then you're holding like, twice like that, Joe. Well you're going to co part next time. You know it's not it's not down on sort of like and it's a different pitch and a different and you can be well sure he'll be well motivated. That'll be thrown at him and he'll be looking at himself and he, he won't allow that to happen the next day I would imagine. Like, you know, so it's gonna be a different dynamic you're going to into a denster final. You know, the fact that they're still they still drew the match. They're not out, and he didn't play to the standard that he's been playing all year. Like you know, as you said, they're they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be very dangerous. There's no one there's no one writing them off.
0: Not seen it, Ken, But uh, did, did, didn't double tag him really, did they? I you know if players plays the man deep, like uh, with Kevin Foley, but
3: yeah, Kevin Foley was hanging around there. Because yeah, but match kind of went one-on-one. Uh, one yeah, and one, yeah oh, Metro went one on one, and Macho, of course, farmer good council player. So I'm playing against Spor. My own lads were playing against Spor, so. I've seen Macho. You see, there's the Kilkenny Wexler thing there as well. Aylward, Walter Walsh. They all went to good counsel. So there's a huge parochial thing there as well. Pride's at stake from that perspective. Um, Macho Hannan, I thought, was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Savage leadership. One high ball, snapped it in the air. Was very aggressive, you know. And in fairness to TJ, he took his punishment. He was still deadly on the freeze. He wasn't phased by the crowd jeering him for that last free. Savage point. The essential thing, you know, ingredient for any great team is a great free taker. And at the end of the day, that's what's so important. It's like Kerry surviving the Joe in the Joe McDonough, Um, Shane Conway hamstring badly, went off badly the week before. They still played him eight nine frees, nailed nailed every free. And the bonus year will be, of course, when TJ comes back in Crow Park. Every score is going to be a bonus from that point of view. And as the Kilkenny team improve. TJ will relish that
0: and plus I'd say like um, it's just I don't know I was never at a Brian Cody training session but he gives off a bit of the Gerlach now and I can certainly remember those no matter who you were if you were Brian Lohan if you were James O'Connor and you had an off day like that you'd get it you'd get it certainly for 10 days then the last 3 or 4 days you'd be ah you'll you'll, you'll do it on Sunday oh yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah but he'd be like he'd have him driven so mad like and I'd say Cody wouldn't spare anybody in that sense like uh did TJ hear about it as much as anyone that, did, that didn't perform? Wexford, uh, they seem to be getting a better spread of scores. Can you allude to that? They seem to be... Sometimes I think they can be a third-year or a second-year syndrome where things dip a bit, you know, from the previous year. I mean, they brought 67,000 to the Leicester final in 17. And they just seemed to be off last year, didn't they, really, completely? Uh, but there seems to be that bit... Like, they could have, they could be, like, tipped now, realistically. I mean, if they had stopped Sean Moran's goal and if Carl Dunbar had buried the goal, well, they could be on seven, let's say, of a draw. Yeah, they yeah, like, they yeah. could be comfortably like top of that, that section uh, in Leinster. So,
3: like, are they contenders now, would you think? I think they're contenders. And just, they're one team that I've watched, and I watched them in Wexford Park against Tip when they turned over Tip in the National League. They're able to come from behind. One time a Wexford team, once they were five or six points down, but they have had a couple of major comebacks against Galway and Salt Hill a couple of years ago as well. Uh, the same thing has happened now this year in that they're very comfortable being three or four down. They're well able to pull the leads back, but plus the fact, which of course is the worrying factor for, for us in Munster and Tip with Limerick as well, like we saw Shane Dolan going off yesterday, we saw Peter Case going off and said, oh, these fellas now are going to be coming in. They're going to be coming in, you know, in the Munster final, you know, with pints to prove, as you mentioned there, you know earlier. But the key thing here was, you know, you mentioned Cahill Dunbar, he was taken out. Jack O'Connor came in, had a storming game. So Davey's looking back into the bench now and he knows he's five or six guys to come in. Aidan Nolan came in and particularly from, from Wexford's point of view is they have huge trust in each other. They can trust each other now to get the, grind out the result. And I think that's what Davey has brought there, that winning mentality, that the game is never over. And did certainly prove that against the breeze. There was a fairly considerable breeze. They had to get uh, that equaliser to stay, in the, to stay literally in the championship. They did that, but I think the O'Connors have added a new dimension. Rory was drafted in at full forward. Connor McDonald came out wing forward. Rory got two great pints running across, great catch over the bear. That wasn't as free flowing from Wexford in the last few years. They have a huge chance. They won't mind going to Crowe Park. They have a pint to prove it's it's now for Davy, I think, with this team because he has brought him this far, he needs to win that major title with him.
1: Is there I mean it is an off thing to say after the free he got to level the match? But when you see Lee Chin take a free and you see TJ Reid take a free, you kinda of say one man is a ninety five percent and like he's a game for. And one in fairness. Obviously nobody else wants to be taking them. But like looking at Lee Chin, would you be saying he's a ninety percent free taker? Is that is that where they could kinda of come and stuck? And your gut feeling
3: is telling you that, and my gut feeling is telling me that as well. And you mentioned Poddy Foley. Poddy Foley scored some monstrous points. And we were all saying, Where's Poddy taking this one? But fair play to Lee. Yeah. He took responsibility. Yeah. And like we talk about teams, oh jeez they didn't take responsibility. We had no leaders. Yeah. Chin yeah. showed he was a leader and put that ball over the bar. You know, a fan- fantastic sign of a player.
1: But I suppose, and you're right, and I suppose at a certain point, character counts for more even than skill. Would you be saying maybe if he was more reliable and had less character and was scoring easier ones maybe all along? Because I suppose can you depend on it to to have to do that all the time? I suppose but it, I just are going to te- need
2: him. He's going to have to like if like if they're going to be successful, he's going to have to be a ninety percent man. You know, I think that's a, Then that's the challenge. We're not sure is he that is he there yet? Because he he's got a few ones that he's missed against Galway that he he, he missed a few handy ones that day. Uh, you do need a guy who that will stand up under pressure. You know in the in, that's the responsibility you take on when you're the free taker that it might come down to the last puck of a ball up in the wing and you have to be able to do it you know and that you're proved always f-
3: undoing by the way too do you know free taker it's, it's, it's terrible
2: it, to Throw it, the it challenge
3: it, yeah terrible
0: <clears throat> that was one, of the na- it was one of the things in, 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 in Parnell Park before the match that Joe could play if needed now that was as much of a lift to Dublin to me when he warmed up do you know the crowd the Dublin crowd's ah they're in trouble no he came on of course and nailed one for the first puck he got from the sideline over on the far side but uh there's no doubt about it that uh, free-taking is just gone so huge you know and that's where I Tom Eddie Kinney it was a huge call with Oshin like, like if Mark Howard is fit with Crooks, he hits the freeze Oshin is probably the, the reserve free-taker you know
2: but Trallier takes freeze as well with a yeah. stroke and you know but from the point of view like Oshin would have been the third choice Tracy and Paul Ryan weren't, weren't there yeah. uh, and to, you know just goes to show like he obviously has you know he's built a lot of trust with these guys to be able to you know I've seen I've seen Oshin in county finals where he's missed freeze you know, from, from in, like in front of the goal. So, but great sign of a guy that you know in in, in the cauldron that was last Saturday night that he stood up and, and 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 stuck him over the back.
0: Yeah, it's bubbling up nicely, and I suppose uh, we've a quieter weekend this week. Now, with due respect um, to the teams in the the Christy Ring and the Laurie Maher and, and Nicky Racker their their day in Crow Park, and I suppose I, ca- I have to touch on it. Ken, I don't want to be because there's so much said about it, but you you'll be very close to the scene there, um, awfully down into Christy Ring. Whole, you have to get so low that it's the only way to probably bottom out. A lot of people felt they would bounce back up straight away from the John McDonough.
3: Yeah, it's close to the bone, even for a Tipperary man, because I went to school in Bourre. My father refereed Offaly County Finals. So we're very close to that situation of, of what has gone on in Offaly. Um, Bourre, I mentioned, and Bor is the key word in all this, in my opinion. The geographical uh, shift base shift or, yeah. for, for Offaly hurling is around Bourre. Right, and that's seven or eight clubs. Club hurling, yeah, you mentioned about playing challenge games, we're talking about challenge games ourselves, Dalo. Um, You play the Rhinus, the Coaldaris, the Kilcormacks, the Burs, any of those teams, and by God, you will know all about it because they are top class club teams that played in Ireland Club Finals in the last 10 years. Three of those teams, from that perspective, club hurling is very healthy and awfully. This is the total enigma of what has gone wrong from the point of view of losing their way. And it's a huge, it's a huge um, disappointment. Management's, you know, Kevin Martin, I feel for him. Do you know, Joachim felt for him, you know, and I'd be very close to Joachim, a great man. And Joachim, you know, always cherished that job. He did a super job with Komogi in, in Offaly, brought him to, you know, up to senior level, won two to a championships with him. The circumstances he got the job in were wrong. You know, I mean, he shouldn't have got the job in those circumstances. Kevin Martin had a system there. I was in Tullamore to the Leach game. You know, it went to a puck of a ball, hitting the crossbar, and a great save from the Roland as well. You know, and they could have beaten Leash. Now, Leash are probably the favourites, but of course, Westmead will have their say too. But from my point of view, you know, I feel that this sliding awfully, people are saying it's sad. That's patronising, in my opinion. It's more than that. It's more serious than that. People have got to be aware of the fact that the facilities in Borre, you and Ireland run medal mm-hmm. in Burr, um, and they were poor at that stage, banks. Mm-hmm. Now we have a stand, terraces, a beautiful pitch. There has to be a give and take. Um, I only saw one football match in my time in Burr. Um In my time, it was always hurling. Tullamore, it's a fantastic stadium. The big games have got to be held there. Great facilities and all that. But people you know, around the borough area haven't ever been to Tullamore. Young fellas that are playing with, with a Hurley every day of the week haven't actually been in Tullamore at matches. You know, and when you see 700-800 at games in in Tullamore, it's a poor sign for Offaly hurling. They're the faithful county. They're a proud county. The club system is very strong. The school system needs to be worked at. Simon Whelan, I know, he was involved at, at that stage, a great lad. He got frustrated with the school situation trying to promote the game in there. It's a serious situation when you see Offaly at Christie Ring level because that is not I know Daigo is going on Daigo, and I had that chat and Daigo saying, We're not as good as we're not as good as the leashes anymore that but Offaly are as good as that. There's a break in morale there and it needs to be remedied and the need to start now working on a new system of getting this team back on its feet and getting pride back into the Offaly hurling. Yeah, I i
0: I, I, lost, I listened to a lot of the talk as well that, that, that you know it was um they just had to get back to root and branch and work on underage, and like everyone has to do that, whether you're Kilkenny or you're Cork or Tip or whoever you are. But I, I still think they need to get that senior team back on track and back up into the Joe McDonough straight away next year. And there's enough, as you said, with club hurling. And I know from playing matches, obviously, yeah. um, against the Offaly teams, the
3: standard is good, like, and they've shown that in Leinster as well, like, you know. So, yeah, Kevin Martin was a teak, tough defender himself, oh, you know, he, really was, he was a good one he was a good one he wanted Offaly to do well he put his life and soul into it at that stage of the year I think um, because of they had been beaten you remember a couple of years ago by Westmeath and Mullingar as well no easy place to go I think it's you know the ship he was trying to steady the ship he was trying to give lads a belief in what they were about he had a good squad put together and as you well know it upsets the whole Applecart midstream you know a game the following Sunday and Joachim and the lads had only a couple of you know Brian Carroll fantastic hurler Brian Carroll is well fit to play, but in fairness, his years are over, but a top-class coach. And Brian Carroll has a huge amount to contribute to Offaly hurling in the future. And, and I hope them guys, if they want these guys, to give them the faith and give them the resources as well to do what they want to do with Offaly hurling. It's a bit like a family crisis. Uh, we leave
0: it at that. I suppose uh, it, you need to pull it together in times of crisis. I suppose as a family, you mightn't, you mightn't get angry with all the sisters, <laughs> but, you know, when something <laughs> comes up. Lads, how any of the forty listening? I love you all, like you know. <laughs> but uh, no, sure. Look, uh, great debate and great to have you Ken, today. Um, so so much Pleasure. great uh, uh, thinking and 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 ideas in, in there. Um, Uh, so uh, thanks for listening Uh, you can listen on SoundCloud, iTunes and examiner.com slash podcast and uh, we'll talk to you all again soon
3: here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states